0: Hello and welcome to the Fretboard Confessional Podcast, the podcastian podcast you have ever podcast. I'm Chris McKee. And I'm Cooper Greenberg. We are here, to cool cats hanging out for your guitar pleasure, trying to get all of our radio voice going. And this is our introductory uh, podcast episode to introduce you to what we're going to be doing. What are we going to be doing, Cooper?
1: I think we're going to be talking about guitars and all things related and some not related. So it's all good.
0: That's right. That's the the fretboard confessional. We're going to confess uh, everything we know and we don't know about guitars, how big of a guitar nerd we are, everything that's going on in our minds regarding music. Uh, We've already got some great ideas going forward with that. And we are brought to you by Alamo Music Center. And you know how they're sponsoring this. They pay us. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, dude. Finally. (laughs) That's the best sponsorship ever. Just pay me, and then, then I'll do the podcast.
1: In uh, in Chris's words that I've heard many times, uh, that's why they pay me the medium-sized bucks.
0: Yes, I, I get paid the medium-sized. It's 50-cent pieces. Mm-hmm. JFK coins. When some people make it rain, I make it hail. Yeesh. <laughs> I'm fun at a party, mm. but everyone leaves bruised. So... <laughs> So we're going to be talking about guitar stuff. We're going to be talking about things that are going on in the guitar industry. So if you play guitar, uh, you'll definitely enjoy that stuff. We'll be giving you sneak peeks of models, talking about our raw opinion on great companies and uh, once great companies, (laughs) things that are uh, great trends and things that are horrific trends, and also like just music.
1: You got to talk about music,
0: dude. Yeah. You
1: got to do it. Yeah. uh,
0: I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, because we don't talk about that a ton. Me and you. I mean, we do every once in a while, but it's, it'll be nice to hear a little little in-depth. I think uh, people can get behind the curtain on what McKee's listening to these days. My you know? eclectic
0: music taste? Yeah. I'm going to create a whole new batch of fans when it comes to polka.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I'm going to be like John Candy in Home Alone, you know? Yeah. All We were really big in Sheboygan. That's my favorite line from John Candy. <laughs> and he ad-libbed that and so you know to shout out to all of the fans in sheboygan we're going to be talking about some cool music stuff (laughs) let's get it going
1: um so you know you said we're sponsored alamo music this isn't the alamo official podcast it's not it's an offshoot but uh i think you got to talk a little bit about you know most people are probably here from the videos we do guitar videos i'd be surprised if somebody stumbles upon this and did not know our videos
0: But uh, If you you do, uh, go to our YouTube channel. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You know, this is the 100,000 subscribers special, you know, the launch of the podcast. So uh, I want to know, I think it's, you haven't really talked about it that much on that channel, but talk about, you know, how you got involved here. And did you ever think that you'd be hosting the podcast?
0: (laughs) I'd never thought I'd be hosting a podcast. Um, I never thought I'd be sitting here in my uh, wooden paneled office in this really old building, uh, which is fun to talk about. And uh, and yeah, it, the journey to Alamo music has been an interesting one. So uh, we've talked a little bit about yours, and I want to get into that. And we'll yeah. talk a bit about the company. But if you don't know, if you're finding this podcast and you don't know who we are or what the, the, the store is uh, that brought us together, it's the oldest music store in Texas. It's been around since 1929. It's family-owned and operated still. Our boss is the great-grandson of the founder. And the founder is, just from the stories and the brief interactions I had with him, one of my favorite people (laughs) that has ever existed (laughs) because he came up from Mexico. He basically built this out of nothing. You know, at a time during right after the Great Depression, he started selling pianos on his porch. Instead of repossessing them for the bank, he convinced them to carry the notes. And, you know, I was talking to his other grandson, Patrick, today, about, our great-grandson, about it. He hired a white guy to be his boss. Like, this guy is... Epically baller, just insane.
1: You got to expand on the, the white guy thing a little bit. You got to explain that because that sounds, you know, it could be taken different ways. I,
0: I think people of a particular age probably understand that. You had a guy who was an immigrant from Mexico starting a business, uh, you know, back in 1929 and uh, selling pianos, which is, you know, everyone at the time really had a piano in, the, in their house. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of business owners, I don't think, were very respected. Uh, If they were immigrants, you know, and that's across the board, you know, you can watch all sorts of movies, read about things or for people that are old enough, they've probably experienced that where people of different races or, or who were even, you know, white per se, but were Irish or Scottish, like my family, they, they were, they dealt with prejudice and racism. Um, And so smooth and shrewd move on his part. (laughs) He hires someone to be the face, so to speak. And I love the story of like he'd be negotiating with someone and goes, Let me go ask the boss <laughs> to go ask the guy he hired. And that's how we started from those auspicious beginnings. And that's his crazy. son, Alfredo, really took it big uh, in the 60s and 70s and used to be president of NAM, if you know what NAM is. Um, so it's great going to NAM with him because you get into, you, like, you get past all the velvet ropes. It's crazy. Because he's president emeritus. And, uh, And so, yeah, all of that led to where we are now, where we're a big full line music store, uh, and and we're historic. And the building we're in is, uh, for better or for worse, (laughs) historic. Downtown San Antonio, people come in all the time, and they're like, wow, such a beautiful building. And I'm like, I have a different perspective. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I've seen the secret staircase.
0: I have a secret passageway right by my office. That's right. It's pretty fun.
1: Yeah, that's terrifying. I think we ought to bring back, we should have done this for... The ninetieth, but we should do it for the hundredth if, if we're both still around, if they haven't moved on from us. Uh, <laughs> Podcasts are so we should do a front porch sale to call back to the beginnings. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: off the, the fresh air right off the front. Let's porch. bring an
1: S K E X outside <laughs> onto the porch.
0: So yeah, so that's the that's the the company, and uh, we've reinvented ourselves and and continue to do so. I call us the ninety uh, year old startup. Um, especially in the last eight years or so since I've been here, it's been, it's been interesting, the evolution we've done. Um, but I got here cause I was a customer and I worked at, I don't know if you know this. I worked at another music store when I first started shopping here. Really? Yeah. I worked for a place called H and H music, which was part of Brookmays, Mays, uh, which is closed now cause they fired me. No, they closed for <laughs> other reasons. <laughs> but but uh, I love that we have a big presence on YouTube and I just wonder if they ever think about, Oh, we fired that guy. So, uh, did they give you a, re- were you just
1: too good or like,
0: what's I was, I was a dumb 19 year old kid, uh, yeah. but no, actually it was really bad. I got hired right before their busy season and then I was fired at the end of it. Um, <laughs> i missed, you know, retail, you, you shouldn't miss days. And I missed a weekend cause I was sick. I actually like had a doctor's note sick and they didn't care. They fired me anyway. So
1: and they're lost, dude.
0: But when I was working there, I wanted to check out Taylor guitars and all that place carried was Martin's and not even good Martin's like. The cheapest Martins possible, you know. And uh, so I went into the, our Babcock location store, and I uh, walked down into the room where we keep high-end guitars there, and I met Maurice Munter. Uh, Changed who, your life. Yeah, we be, we've been friends over 20 years now, and we were talking about it. My eldest son is turning 19 this month, and when he was born, Maurice was holding him in his hands. And so that's... He that's delivered the, his, him. He didn't deliver <laughs> him. But, you know, it's funny. Is Do- we had a, there was a Doyle Dykes uh, concert clinic yeah. that was going on at that store. And uh, people who followed Doyle or T- Taylor Guitars will remember those that used to go around. And yeah. so my wife and I went with our newborn, who, you know, couldn't have been more than maybe four months old. And uh, both Maurice and Doyle were so enamored with my son Christian that the concert started late because Doyle was playing with my son. And that was nineteen years ago that's crazy yeah so pretty cool that's insane um but then you know I had my normal ver- variety of careers that I did and uh, at some point I don't know what prompted it but I was I was I think I was on the website of this store uh, at the time which would have been about nine years ago and yeah. I was like this is terrible yeah and i I think I could do something to help and I Zach will probably deny this our boss but uh, Maurice said, "You need to go down there and don't leave till they interview you." And then Zach tried to give me the brush off.
1: But I've seen I, that one happen,
0: <laughs> but I waited around, and he's like, "I'm so glad you waited." Wow! So, and then in the midst of that, working here, working uh, in sales and doing marketing and doing our very first YouTube video, I got to meet you. Oh, at yeah. the store, and you've been here since like you were you were born practically. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, Maurice delivered me too. Um, I actually I. Started playing guitar when I was seven. My sister started taking lessons and my parents had taken her Alamo music. John Rupert. Yeah. And then I was like, I want to play. My parents were like, you're just trying to copy your sister. I was, but that's all good. Shout um, out to our
0: good friend, John Rupert, because you dropped them. People are like, who? Is this So important? He was our one of our instructors at the yeah. Babcock store. He's a legend. Moved away, uh, yeah. but we keep in contact with him occasionally. And he's, he's such a great guy.
1: Yeah. He taught me all, I mean, the whole foundation. And so I would have my lesson with john he would teach me how to actually play guitar you know and then i walk outside and maurice would teach me a completely different lesson as how to look good you know what
0: i'm saying <laughs> when you're playing
1: <laughs> <laughs> no it was like uh, i got the foundation from john and then the the tricks yeah. from maurice you know he, i've learned
0: so many like showman trip yeah, tricks from maurice it's the best little pull-offs and pointing to and you got a point ah! exactly yeah, really yeah. really showcase that for the crowd
1: and so then you know i would hang out with maurice I was like seven and he was trying to teach me how to, you know, how to shred. And then, uh, you know, Tommy was a salesman, Maurice's son. Now, you know, so I would come through for years, even after I stopped lessons met Chris along the way. So it was like all my friends, you know, I would go hang out after school and stuff.
0: I have this really specific memory when (laughs) you were in still, I think you were still in high school. Yeah. And, uh, I was sitting on the steps to that room and Maurice was in there and you were in there and we were all just kind of playing around and I was messing around with the slide and, You you were a phenomenal guitar player then, and you're like, man, I wish I could do that. I'm like, like, you have no idea how ridiculous it sounds, you (laughs) saying that to me, because you're (laughs) you're such a good guitar player. Um, Yeah,
1: I don't know about that. It was just cool, because I got to jam with everybody. I learned, I picked up things from everybody. And then uh, I remember I was getting ready to go to college. I went to a Taylor Road show, and I was hanging with Maurice, and they set up microphones where we could try it, and we jam a little bit. So Maurice and I played, and Patrick Marr was there and uh he was talking to my mom because you know i was off playing with maurice and i think somebody introduced them and uh she mentioned to patrick that i liked john prine willie nelson this kind of stuff and he pointed at me and he was like come here (laughs) and he brought me to a back room and cornered me and played me songs for like half an hour i got no words in he was just like no check this out i I wrote this one (laughs) let me uh, download all this yeah so uh you know fast friends yeah and uh you know he was at belmont at the time i ended up going there
0: because and that was kind of when they were doing the the clinics and then they started doing the open mics right yeah yeah
1: yeah and so you know we bonded i ended up going to belmont i you know asked him for advice and stuff and then i was like i cannot be away from texas this long i want to go home i went to ut austin but then I started coming in to do the videos because, you know, we had some guys. We needed were,
0: someone who could play electric guitar. I don't know about me.
1: that. No. Um, but <laughs> the best was coming in middle of summer, yeah. upstairs, no AC, tapestry in the background, no microphones to like do anything with. Tone was great, uh, to say the least. If you
0: want to see this, the it's I I think the best example of this was... The J Mascus Jazz Master, oh, Spar yeah. Jazz Master, that video on our YouTube channel is you in front of that tapestry. Yeah. 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 How old were you? I think I was
1: 18 or 19. Yeah, or you had just like graduated. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um actually, so I so I went to Nashville when I was 17, and I came back in the next year is when I started in videos. So I was like 18, um, coming up from Austin. And I would just get like a text on like a Thursday. It's like, hey, tomorrow's Friday. You're coming down for videos. I was like,
0: okay, we had looser scheduling. <laughs> Loose
1: scheduling, and there was absolutely no uh, concept of like, here's what we're promoting right now. This is new product. Maybe no. No. It was just, hey, we got this. Hey, let's do a little video.
0: Literally, videos back then. I mean, occasionally, that very first one was we had just gotten this new tailor. Yeah, with the, and they, <laughs> and I don't know that they hired me to do this. And they had tried doing YouTube a few times, and I'm convinced that the only reason that I started doing the videos was, can we get someone who can kind of play and actually talk in front of a camera? Yeah, um, and that those were the qualifications. And so that one was new product. But then everything after that was just like, well, should we shoot today? I don't know. Let's see what's hanging on the wall. Let's see what's going on. <laughs>
1: That's kind of what we do now sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, 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 I mean, we, we've done that one before, yeah. you know, what do we got? Uh, but yeah, it was just crazy, I remember, because at this point in time, I knew a little bit about guitars. I knew what I had. Um, I didn't do a ton of extra research to find out just what was being released. Was, I just knew what I liked, and I kept, you know. But uh, I did a Telecaster comparison at one point, um, and you were not in the room at this time. So no specs were being shared with, you know, there was no, nobody knew what was going on. But, um, I heard that one of the guitars had a twisted telly pickup in it. One did not.
0: <laughs> and right, them.
1: right before the video started, I was like, Hey, by the way, which one of these has the twisted telly? Cause I want to say that. And the person who was shooting it goes, honestly, dude, it doesn't matter, man. Just say, it. just pick one. And, uh, you know, I picked wrong, I think. But uh, now, you know, I guess it's been about five years since that time. I've learned a little bit more. So now at least we share most of the time pretty correct information. Yeah.
0: Um, And I've done it. I, my my most egregious mistake, according to the internet, yeah, was saying that a Fiesta Red Stratocaster was Dakota. No, it was a Dakota Red, and I said it was Fiesta Red. You're done. And dude. everybody was like, you know nothing. Yeah you are pathetic and you should never hold a guitar ever again. Yeah. Um, And I was like, fair enough. So the next video we did, which was like a Taylor acoustic. I'm like, this is Dakota red. (laughs) Um, Just to get that out there.
1: Yeah. I, uh, do you ever kind of look around? You're in certain conversations with somebody here or maybe with Maurice, you're outside of work. You're seeing Maurice get a little, little loose or something. Think about like the first time you met these people and you're like, man, I never expected to be in the see behind the scenes partying with maurice or you know hear zach mar explode like it's kind of fun you know
0: it's a lot of fun uh <laughs> there's a lot of interesting context if i take a step back and kind of think about everything that we've done and what we do and um you know the, the job is not uh it it's a stressful job sometimes it's not all fun and games i've had people go like oh well you work in a music store you must play guitar all day and the truth of it is like it's sometimes hard to find time to play guitar. Yeah. Um, but in the midst of every time it's really stressful, I go, well, we do something really fun. Yeah. You know, like I, it could be toilet seats or something that you're selling or yeah. marketing or whatever. But this is a lot of fun. And then look around at the people that I work with. And it's like, these are some of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. And so it's a pretty pretty awesome privilege uh, to look back on it and go, this has been fun to do. And, and I continue to have fun doing it.
1: Yeah. I also think about some guys that I've known that have worked at, like you know larger big box locations and they're always the people that say you know when i get home i don't even want to play because i'm i'm so tired of hearing guitar i don't think i mean i've never felt like that i don't think you still go home you're excited you're excited about new stuff that's coming Mm -hmm. out you get inspired and we do because of i think the reputation of the company customers are a little different you know sometimes people come in they're a little funky but it's still nice to get to know people and then You know, you hear it's smaller, so you hear less going on at one time, but you can kind of have conversations with people. I've never gone home and been like, man, I can't even touch a guitar right now. Well,
0: I think what you're describing, and and even the stories that you and I have shared about how we ended up here um, doing this podcast with each other today is, is I think, part and parcel to the small music store experience, Mm -hmm. like your local music store. And it's... it bothers me that that's going away to a large extent. You know, on the one hand, I'm thankful for technology that we, as a small music store, can use this podcast and YouTube and stuff and and you know, get to reach people we otherwise wouldn't ever meet. Uh, you know, one of my favorite stories was a guy who was a fan of our videos coming here from Switzerland. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I don't think I've heard. Uh, he he told me he was coming. and He wanted to come by the shop. We're communicating via email. And uh, and so I have. I had a good friend in high school from uh, Holland, Arthur Cornwijk. Yeah. And he, Arthur was your typical Norwegian. He was over six feet tall. He was skinny. He was blonde. He had blue eyes <laughs> and fair skin. And this is what I was expecting. And in walks this short Mexican dude. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute one <laughs> of these things is not how <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to be. Um, it turns out he's originally from San Antonio. His dad had a little ranchito south of town. He was coming to visit him, but his he was working over there and he met his wife and he got married wow. and, and all these things. And I joked him. I'm like, oh, you should have brought me some Swiss chocolates. And he did. He brought me Swiss chocolates. Oh my gosh. But you know. The, That's the, crazy. So there's a really cool benefit yeah. to meeting people through these mediums. But I also reflect on the fact that fewer towns and cities have shops where you can build relationships like you and I were just talking about we've built Mm -hmm. here for, you know, decades. Um, And so I don't know, you know, I'm hoping that with things like this, um, that all of that's not completely lost. Maybe it changes a bit but that the relationships and that the music continues. You know, yeah. It's cool to see people like on TikTok or Instagram yeah. playing guitar and reaching people and developing a community that way. Yeah, I just want it to be real and authentic and kind of go beyond the superficial. Um, because I, I don't know about you, but I think the music that I cherish and that moves me the most mm-hmm. is stuff that is deep. Yeah, And the music that I can't stand that pervades the radio waves and that I switch off most of the time is extremely superficial.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think about it in the way that like nobody has probably ever walked into, I mean, we're on the podcast so I can say whatever I want. Sure. Nobody's walked into say a guitar center and been like, man, I bought my first guitar here back in 1971 from that guy right there, you know, but like it's nice being downtown or at the other location. Like I was there Today and that guy walked in. Well, that that said, might not
0: actually be true. I've heard of like certain guitar centers being really great stores. Yeah, and I know originally, you know, back when it was a family-owned business that grew to what it was. I think the problem though is because it's not uh, a, a, just a music store because it's owned by a venture capital company. Yeah, you know that the the momentum that's there uh, internally fights against that yeah. type of relationship. It fights against long-term employees. It fights against like, yeah. having people that really care. So when you find a place uh, like a guitar center that's a good shop and has people that are on staff that really care, it's more unique because the initial, the inertia within the company just doesn't foster that. And I'm really concerned actually because Sweetwater has been bought. Now their CEO has been retained, yeah. but they are now kind of going from a, from an ownership standpoint, the same way guitar center did don't know if it'll end up being the yeah. same way. And they're already not like your local music store. Yeah. But you always look at like the DNA of a, of an organization and kind of wonder how it'll change. And I think the, the relationships that mom and pop's shops have had are part and parcel because of that kind of the DNA that made them
1: up. Yeah. Maybe a better example would be, you know, especially now for this day and age, nobody's ever been browsing Amazon and said, man, I bought my first guitar. <laughs> yeah, that's a great here. example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, it's it's just crazy. I mean, I do think that it's nice that we have the local aspect and people here bring their kids and their grandkids and you know, they want to see
0: even if for decades.
1: For decades. Like how many yeah. times
0: have we heard like, Oh, I was taking you know, it's it's an old person I was taking piano lessons. <laughs> That's my old lady voice. <laughs> That's a good I old was lady. taking piano lessons when I was a little girl. You know, and yeah. they're like eighty years old. Yeah, um, and that's how long we've been in people's in lives. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's very cool to be and part it's, of
1: that. It's also just wild thinking about, like you said, the ninety-year-old startup. I mean, the YouTube channel relatively is a very small period of time, but we did. I mean, that's cool. Yesterday we hit a hundred thousand, and you just think about how far that's come. And you know, I wonder. I would love to see how many people have interacted with somebody from Alamo Music, you know, all across the world and all that. It's a cool thing to be a part of. I think when I first started, really, I was coming into the store, Gary was like, hey, man, congratulations. Usually somebody's got to die for you to get a job here. Because everybody's been here forever. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, Gary.
0: Yeah, I remember yeah. being told that too. Yeah, uh, you know, when bye, Gary. <laughs> well, and I'll, I'll tell you something. Uh, technically, someone did have to die for me to get a job here, which is a which is a Yourself. sad thing. Your, uh, myself, your soul, Your myself, my ego. Your ego. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, you know, we when I first came on board, they actually hired me for pianos uh, because they had no room in the end (laughs) for guitar players. Mm -hmm. But no, the guitar side was full up uh, at both of our locations we had at the time. And I think it was just like, how can we get him in the door? And then we actually did have a piano sales guy pass away. And one of our guitar guys, Ted, moved over. Now he does piano videos for us. Yeah. Um, And that opened up the spot for me. And then, you know, the rest is hijinks and and history. (sighs) So.
1: Who do you think, like, let's say, let's put Ted, Maurice, and Gary in the same conversation. Like, who has more stories? Ted. And which ones are, who has the most true
0: stories? So, if you ever come into the store um, or you watch our piano YouTube videos, you'll see Ted. Yeah. And Ted definitely has probably the most stories and the least believable stories that are actually true. We need to do an episode on this podcast where we just interviewed Ted About from like order from number five down. What are the least believable true stories in your life? And I'll spoil one right now. He owned a toy store. I heard that story yesterday. That sold (laughs) old-fashioned toys. He was like, he was like Tim Allen and Santa Claus. Like, what you need are old-fashioned wooden toys. That's what he did.
1: He he told me that story yesterday because downstairs we had a big box of Ferrero Rocher. And he goes, I owned a chocolate factory <laughs> and a toy store. And he was just talking about, like, you know, he was like, Man, I used to clear millions, I would sell millions in chocolate. And I'm like, Dude, <laughs> Ted, uh, yeah, man. He, in the same conversation, he goes, I owned a chocolate factory. And at the end, he was telling me how he thinks, uh, I'd love to get him on here to tell this story, but basically, it was. Uh the stories of the Old Testament happened uh in a completely different time period than anybody believes, and it was actually a whole different you know, and it was just the most enthralling story and it all started with
0: so we 're on the riverwalk we're selling chocolates in the Babylon days, <laughs> yeah, now everyone around here has their you know we used to joke when I first started that we could have a like a reality show, kind of like the office, yeah but for real, and people will tune in and watch because the characters that inhabit this place are entertaining. Yeah. And the the hijinks that ensue are hilarious.
1: I brought that idea up to Joseph Slocum, um, and he said, you know what, dude, everybody that works at a store thinks that their staff is worth having a show about. And I'm like, dude, that's something that your character would say. (laughs) That's
0: perfect. He's our operations manager, so yes, that would be his opinion.
1: He's just the curmudgeon in the show. I mean, that's it writes itself. Ted would be Creed. Exactly. Yeah. Creed Martin, so.
0: so, you know, one of the things we should talk about on this podcast is, is for this introduction, let everybody know, we have a Patreon account. And one of the things we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking kind of at length about things that are, are topical mm-hmm. um, and music and everything. But some of it's going to be, most of it's going to be live. Or, yeah. or put out there. But some of it's going to be held back and edited and only available for Patreon. So if you want to hear the full unadulterated version it's of profane. the podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: It's <laughs> going to be hard
1: to listen to. You,
0: you, <laughs> I doubt that. But uh, you definitely want to check out the Patreon page. And for other cool stuff, you're teaching lessons on there.
1: Yeah, we got some lessons and, you know.
0: I'm trying to. I'm really bad. I actually have to apologize to Zach because we've shot one. And um, I'm just like, yeah, we need to shoot more. and eventually we will
1: okay. yeah you just got to do it you're a good teacher i mean you've done it before on the channel we just you'd have to think of it as if it's going on the youtube channel you did the crafting melodies video that was great what are you talking about thank you that's a we'll just take
0: that and put it on the lessons that's a lesson what i'm what i plan to do is just watch guthrie traps youtube videos mm-hmm. and then redo the lesson but as me that's good for guthrie. me
1: dude. i mean we've all done it dude <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, you know, just get touching on these people's stories. I want to have some other people from the store on here. I'd love to get some other local musicians on here, yeah. too, because um, it's just, you know, being right down the street from Austin, we have a vibrant music scene yeah. with some some really cool people. And lucky that a lot of them are also our customers, so we can trap them in here.
0: I'm glad you said that, because I definitely want to talk about Texas music. Some, yeah. Some, you know... It's interesting, one of the times I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville, they had a whole exhibit on Outlaw Country, Mm -hmm. you know, with Willie Nelson and everything going up with Armadillo Radio in Austin and stuff, and people identify Austin with, you know, live music and Texas blues and stuff, but truthfully, it's not Austin, it's this whole area. Yeah. It's San Antonio. It's Austin. It's up into the hill country. You know, you look at where some of these famous musicians came from and it's all this surrounding area. Yeah. And there's such a rich history. Um, one of the things that we should look at doing too, getting into this is like even this ancillary history, just down the street from where we are is the, um, the hotel where Robert Johnson recorded one of his blues albums. Yeah. You know, they've got the room. You can stay in the Robert Johnson room if you wanted. Do Did you know that? Yeah. You know?
1: So let me, let me just interrupt there because this, Sounds like something that was written for the sitcom. But a couple days ago, a guy came in here and he said, "Hey, do you guys have like a blues harp?" And so we, we were like, "Yeah." So we gave him a harmonica. He bought it, and he's like, "You know, I just, uh, I really want to learn harmonica. I'm in from out of town, and I wanted to go over uh, and see, you know, where Robert Johnson recorded, and um, you know, play some blues out there." But I got, I guess, I got to learn. And so we were like, "Cool, man. That's very cool. You know, welcome to San Antonio." And he bought it and he took it out of the box and just started wailing. He was like the best harmonica player I've ever heard. And wow. it was all like this ruse. But unprompted, he was just like, boom. And he threw it down into it and then just looked at us and gave us a wink and walked out. I'm like, dude, was that Robert
0: Johnson? The ghost of Robert Johnson. It was bizarre. Had he walked over <laughs> from the from the Gunther Hotel.
1: Yeah. No, it was uh, just just strange. They also have a good salad
0: bar. Just saying ghosts blues and good salad bar.
1: Yeah. Blue cheese on the salad bar. Am I right?
0: Blue cheese, uh,
1: blue yeah. Uh so what's the run time we got on this cuz this was supposed to be a 5 to 10 minute intro. Okay. So I mean this
0: is So expect more of this. Yeah, my uh
1: my Thoughts that we weren't going to have enough to talk about. We're going to have plenty to talk about. Anybody who's known me any
0: amount of time, particularly my family, can tell you that there's no problem once you get me talking. My wife says, once you put the quarter in, you have to listen to the whole song. So, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The other day, I had some guy come in in the middle of a video shoot, and you guys gave me uh, the business because I was going to leave you for a few minutes, and I ended up being gone way longer than I thought. I thought they were going to be sitting in silence, upset at me. But I walk in, it's like Mandalorian, and I'm like, these dudes have been talking. They can talk way longer oh, than I was Josh back. and
0: I could do a whole separate nerd podcast on, like, pop culture comics and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. No shortage of things to talk about. There's a lot yeah. rumbling around in my head. Let's do Marvel Mondays. <laughs> Marvel it's Mondays. just Josh talking into a mirror. do a video America. on which Marvel characters would play which guitars. You know Iron Man would have a PRS. <sighs> I don't know. I think a
1: PRS would probably be like Stan Lee because he's like just an old, I mean, not anymore, but you know, I associate PRS with like the oldest, richest guy.
0: Captain Captain America would have an old guitar. He'd have a
1: 59 Les Paul, dude. No, he,
0: well, older than that. Like he'd have something from the thirties oh, like and an, a cheap guitar. He'd have like an old Honer or something from Sears and Roebuck.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, Ant-Man, you know, I've been as micro dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, th- yeah, this is the hilarity that we're going to get to. So, if this <laughs> sounds like it's up we're your funny. alley, <laughs> you definitely want to make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And yeah. coming up, we, we already have some things that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the Beatles.
1: We got to talk about the Beatles, you know.
0: And we're going to be talking about some, some cool stuff going on in the world of guitars. You know, it's exciting is I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have inside information, but I know... Some stuff that's coming, and I can't tell her right now. But we're going to. So.
1: Yeah, the best part about you know me working here is I scratched and clawed my way up the chain, and I finally got into an insider perspective. And Crystal goes, "Well, there's stuff that's coming. I can't tell you about it." I'm like, "Dude."
0: <laughs> no, I usually will tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. In front
1: of others, you still make. In front of others, I can't tell you. I could yeah. tell
0: you, but I'd have to kill you. Yeah, that's true. So.
1: Well, uh, let's just spoil every major manufacturer's new releases for 2021 uh, when we finally get them in 2022. I'm going to yeah.
0: lay it down right now. They're all going to come out with new stuff. That sounds and good all to these me. new guitars will be better than all the previous guitars.
1: Yeah, we're, we'll do the the YouTube reviews and then we'll do the honest reviews on the Patreon. <laughs> there you go.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys enjoy listening to the soothing sounds of our voice on WKRP Cincinnati. Uh, No, through this podcast of the Fretboard Confessional and uh, join Cooper and I uh, as often as we do these. I was going to say every week, but it might be less or more often than that. Um, So definitely join the podcast. If you want to hear everything, make sure you check out our, our Patreon and see if that's for you. If not, keep coming back and we'll keep giving you this free stuff, you know, and it's worth what you're paying for it. So thanks for listening
1: yeah stay tuned Ah. right guys